Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellramby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. Hey friends, this is Kathleen, and thanks so much for joining me today. If you're new to the Kathleen Maxwell Ramby podcast, I just want to say a great big welcome, and I hope that you grow in your love for the Lord and discover some new nuggets that are going to help you navigate in life. Um, I'm an ordinary Texas girl, and I come to you as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, uh, someone who's been in ministry for a couple of decades and social work. And um, I just want to share with you the joy of walking with Jesus and how much he helps us in all situations in life. And so today what we're gonna talk about are five things to help you in adversity. So let me just pray real quick as we jump into this. God, thank you that you're with us every step of the way in whatever we're going through. And I thank you, Lord, that we can lean on you, that we don't have to live this life carrying all the burdens with just us alone. Father, you're with us, you're for us, you love us, and Lord, you've made us overcomers. And so I just ask that you speak to each person, just guide my my thoughts, my words, speak through me because you know who needs to hear and be encouraged today. So I commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So five things that help in adversity. If you've been following along, you know that I have recently encountered some challenges. I have had to have surgery and uh, to repair a tendon and my abductor muscle. They were both torn from the bone. And um, so I've had just a little bit of challenge. And the other day I had two people just like back to back within a couple of hours say something, totally different situations, totally different people. Uh, One had called from out of state and one person was somebody that I'd run into um, here in our community. And both of them just made the same comment. And when I hear something once, okay, you hear it. But when I hear it a second time, I kind of take note and just, um, you know, Lord, what are you saying here in this? And what does this mean? And, you know, what what am I to do with it? And so, but both of them made the comment. They said, you know, Kathleen, I can just hear in the midst of how hard things are. I can hear the, the uh, your attitude's good. And it looks like you're just really you know, you're really doing well in spite of all that you're having to deal with right now. And it was a compliment, but when I heard it the second time, I, I, the next morning I got up and I just talked to the Lord about it. I said, Lord, you know, how have I gotten through this time? I know it's you because there've been so many things that have been difficult. Um, I literally have to hop on one foot 
and totally be off of my right leg. So I hop on one with foot with a walker, which makes everything very challenging to do. Um, hopefully I only have another week to three weeks to still have to do that, but nevertheless, it's been um, quite a journey. But anyway, as I chatted all of this out with the Lord, I felt like there were five things He showed me that have really helped me in this particular season, as well as other seasons that I have been through. And so the first one that I saw was, and I give these to you, no matter what adversity that you're going through, many times, you know, our adversity looks different, but the same principles apply. Maybe for you, your marriage is falling apart. Um, maybe for, for you, you've just lost a job. Maybe you're battling cancer or a difficult illness. Uh, maybe you're watching somebody you love suffer and slip away from this earth. Uh, maybe you've lost a spouse. Um, I know I, you know, lost my husband of 30 years. Um, goodness, 14 years ago. And so some of these same principles apply even now in my life as they did at that time. So, you know, the, the number, the first thing that came to mind and five things to just help in adversity were one step at a time. You know, for me, when I was widowed, if I looked, if I looked at the rest of my life without my late husband, it was very overwhelming. Um, when the doctor came in and said, you know, you have to totally stay off of that foot, can't put any weight on it. Um, here's your walker, here's how you use it and navigate on one foot. I did that a few hours that first day and I thought, I, there's no way I can do this eight weeks. There is just no way. I just, I couldn't imagine. But when I just looked at getting up each morning and doing it each day and sometimes each moment, um, there's been a grace to do it. But I think we have to look when we're going through adversity one step at a time because to look too far down the road is, I think, can be overwhelming to us. In Matthew 6.33, I found this scripture and this is in the Passion Translation, but I love what it says because it really kind of concurs with this thought. It says, so above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Isn't that awesome? I just, my heart jumped for joy when I found that, and that's in the Passion Translation, but it really is Jesus' words to us in our modern day language. Uh, that's what I like about the Passion Translation because it's telling us, you know, to seek first His kingdom. And I'll say in this time of just having to be a little bit, uh, you know, still a lot more to rest, to uh, just do the things that my body's needed to heal. Um, I've had time to seek the Lord. I've had time to talk to Him about things. And I think when we commit things to him, then he is going to help us in such a, such a great way. Um, but I think one day at a time, bite-sized things is what we have to look at. In Isaiah 30, verse 21, 
Um, I love this. It says, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. You know, God wants to be a part of our everyday life. He wants to chat with us just like a friend. Yesterday I had a good friend. They came in from out of town. We raised kids together. We go way back. Um, and so we just kind of, you know, we're catching up and just chatting the whole time because we were, we enjoy each other's company. We've done life together. And that's the same way Jesus wants to be for us. He wants us to chat with him all day throughout the day as we're going through it. So, um, Whatever your adversity, just look at one step at a time. And what God has for you today, maybe what he has for you this hour, um, and how to navigate navigate where you're at. The second thing is I feel like is important is to embrace where you are. Um, you know, because God is going to work in what we perceive as a setback. And his word tells us that his grace is is sufficient and I know for me even in this um, and I've been dealing with this since I got hurt late June and just kept trying to get over it really for um, about a month and in July finally had an MRI and that's when we found out that you know there was more to it and then I got another opinion and you know for me it was like the never-ending I wasn't getting any better for a long time. And, um, and the challenge is definitely still there. But I know, what I do know deep in my heart is that God loves me too much to let this time be wasted. And somehow, some way, He's gonna work it together for my good. Um, it tells us that in scripture that He works all things together for good. And many times in situations when we're dealing with things, um, I, I think it's so important to embrace where we're at because otherwise we can miss we can miss opportunities that are out there. But when we look at what we can do and what can be the benefit of where we find ourselves, I think it can change our attitude. And so I think embracing wherever you are, whether it's marriage, illness, um, embracing that and saying, okay, Lord, here I am. Work things in me, work things out of me, help me through it. Because really when you look at scripture, many times over we see how there was adversity that people went through. Even Jesus suffered. Um, Job suffered. David suffered. Paul suffered. Peter suffered. Stephen was stoned. I mean, you look at it and a lot of people in the scripture that were the great men and women of faith went through went through grave adversity. And um, it tells us in, in Scripture, it says, and this is 2 Timothy 2.3, it says, Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, so right there, God's not saying you're, you're a Christian, life is always going to be fabulous. He does indicate that we're going to have some suffering or some things we're going to have to press through and overcome. And so I think embracing where we're at versus 
denying it will help us push through. And then, you know, it also tells us in Romans 8, it says, I consider this present suffering not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Oh my goodness, right there, Scripture lets us know that glory can be revealed in us. And what we're going to suffer on this earth is not going to be compared to the glory that is ahead. And I don't know how all things, you know, are going to work out. I just know that in that journey of walking with Him, He does turn our suffering into joy. I think when we look to Him and... And I've seen that in um, just, you know, losing my mom, my dad, my late husband, all in a short amount of time in my life. Um, you know, God birthed a lot of things in that hard, hard time. But there were days I wasn't quite sure I was going to make it. Um, okay, so number three, I think that is important when we're going through adversity is rest. Adversity wears you out, wears me out. Um, and I think that there are times that we just need to take, nobody can take care of you but you at the end of the day. And we have to rest. I know for me, I have had to rest. The physical healing that my body is trying to, to, to do, even now, even though I'm, I'm five weeks past surgery, um, it just takes a lot of energy. Emotional healing takes energy. I was visiting with a woman just this week and just helping her navigate through a loss. And her expression to me was, I'm just so tired. I'm just so worn out. And I just tried to comfort her with that grief wears you out. And you've got to rest more. You've got to um, do some things that are deposits in your emotional bank because you're you're dealing with a lot and carrying a, a big load and so rest is a weapon um, and let's let me let's look real quick at Matthew 11:28, <clears throat> and it says are you tired worn out burn out on religion <clears throat> excuse me come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced, unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Oh my goodness. That is the message translation, and I love how it puts that. Jesus is saying, you know, it's not about your religious to-do list. It's about walking with me. It's about, it's about rest, letting your heart rest, letting your physical body rest. I think many times we carry around, uh, and I know I was held captive by this, but, you know, anxiety, fear, um, depression, um, all these things, and they wear us out when we're, you know, trying to overcome some situation that we're in. And, um, you know, I think rest is just very important. So take care of yourself. 
Um, the fourth thing that I want to give you that I feel like has helped me in different adversities I've gone through is enjoying his presence. And you might be sitting there going, Kathleen, what on earth are you talking about? You know, not all things in life are joyous. Not all things are fun. Um, however, we can find joy because God is always with us. We can find joy because we can talk to him throughout the day. And that takes the loneliness away and the poor me attitude away. I know for me, I haven't been able to go and do, and um, I have been working some from home, but I haven't been able to do <clears throat> my normal routine. And so I've been more isolated in here at the house just because getting out takes even more energy. And I've been using so much just to, just to do basics of life. Um, but his presence has anchored me and just having, you know, just kind of that time to slow down a bit and then just enjoy him has taken the loneliness away because this is my husband's busy, busy season and he's been gone a lot. And <clears throat> so I found myself here at the house but knowing that God is with me all the time that I can talk I can even laugh there was something funny I did the other day and I just laughed at myself you know and I'm sure Jesus was laughing too um, but his presence helps us when we're going through adversity you're not alone I want to clear that up right now you are not alone you may not be aware of God's presence but ask him to open your eyes ask him to help Help you feel that and it says in Joshua 1 5 just to concur that I'm not making this stuff up Joshua 1 5 says no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will never leave you or forsake you man that is a power-packed promise for sure and you know then another scripture I thought of is in his presence is fullness of joy and <clears throat> you know when we worship God in our pain it changes us and blesses him and so there's that place whether your worship is a song whether it's a prayer whether it's um, just enjoying his love his presence will help sustain you um, Psalm 16 verse 11 tells us it says you make known to me the path of life you fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand and so that right there just tells us of the joy that we can find uh, turning our hearts to the Lord one of my favorite things in the morning um, the other day I was just sitting outside and enjoying nature but just lord i love you lord i open my heart to you come fill me with your love make me aware of your presence surround me um, with it and let me be aware and i'm telling you it's really <laughs> really taken the loneliness and the hard part out of just where i find myself right now so um check out those scriptures see what god has for you but know that he is with you and his presence is something he wants you to enjoy and that friendship and number five look for opportunities to grow 
look for opportunities. I have, <clears throat> one of the benefits I have found and where I've been is this, this uh, current physical adversity um, and having to do thing on everything on one leg and totally supporting my weight on my arms, I've had to figure out different ways to do many things. How to get in the car, how to get in my husband's truck, uh, how to, <laughs> even the other day, I was like, okay, how can I water my plants um, outside? And I figured out a way that I could hold the hose and you know, use my walker. I've had to really look at life through a different lens and it's actually kind of been fun because, all right, I know how the, I would normally do this, but I gotta do it different. So how can I do that? And so it's kind of been an adventure to figure that out. But there are many ways we can grow and I think creativity. We get so, you know, we can get in our rut of doing things a certain way. But I think that there are many things God has yet to teach me and to teach you. And, um, you know, it tells us against, uh, again, in Romans 8, 18 and 21, and I want to read this in the Passion Translation. It says, I'm convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of the glory that is about to be unveiled within us. The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. We live in some hard times, but we live in some neat times because if there's ever a time when people need Jesus, it's now. And um, with that said, you know, the suffering um, that you may be going through, goodness, the suffering that people in Israel are going through, and absolutely, we need to pray for Israel, and we need to pray for that nation, and just for God to infuse them with strength. Um, but even in this, there are opportunities for us to, to grow. And so, I want you to just, whatever adversity you're in, ask the Lord, how can I grow? How can I have a joyous expectation in the midst of where I'm at right now? And I just ask the Lord to stir creativity within your heart. Whatever just you're like, I can't figure this out. I don't know how I'm going to go on. Whatever is plaguing you, I just pray that the Lord will just stir your creativity and give you new and fresh ideas. And as I wrap things up, I just want to close with Psalm 51 verse 8. And it says, let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. So joy is there for you, even in the midst of your adversity. But we see we see that there is just a joy God wants us to step into. You and I have a God-given right to overcome in any adverse situation we're going through. We have an opportunity to rebound even higher than we were before and overcome. And um, like I said, and if you're new for the podcast, if you've been with my podcast, you know this, but there have been so many things that 
have been birthed in my life in the last 14 years um, after losing my husband, um, a ministry to people in grief, my book, Thriving Through Pe Seasons of Grief. And if you haven't read it, you can get it on Amazon. So I encourage you to do that um, because it's got a lot of nuggets on how to overcome in life's disappointments, change, and loss. Um, but we do see that there are times that we do suffer and yet God has a joy, a peace, and many, many opportunities for us in the midst of it. So let me encourage you to partner with him and see what he has for you. Let me close now in prayer. Father, thank you for each listener. Thank you for each friend. Thank you for Lord, each country that's listening right now, and Father, whatever is going on in their lives, I just pray that they would see and look at their adversity with joyful expectation of how you're going to work on their behalf. And Father, we do lift up the nation of Israel. We do ask for protection, for strength, Lord, that their hearts would be turn to you in the midst of the sorrow, the disbelief, in the midst of the war that they're in. I just bless that nation. And Father, I just lift up each family that is represented by a listener. I ask that you do great and mighty things in them. I ask that people come to know you, that they that they discover your presence, that they discover they're not alone. Um, Father, that you anchor them and that you show them the overcoming power so they can press on and press through. Bless each listener. Heal the broken hearts, God. Heal the broken bodies. And Father, give my friends new and fresh dreams and a greater understanding of who you are and how much you love them. Commit all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me today and have a great week and I hope to talk to you again soon. Don't forget, you can share this podcast uh, with anybody you think might need it and I encourage you to do that and we'll see you next time. Bye.